Welcome back to Film Free with Harry G. I got my brother Mac Cusimano on here with me today. Hey! It's been a long time coming. He's the hardest person ever to get to do this. That's what, six years now? Legit? Um, 2015 is when we went? Yeah. It's been a while. Almost seven years, actually. Yeah. Yeah, seven years. Because on your birthday, it would be... Yeah, when we so, shot it originally, it wasn't even like for a podcast. No, it was just, it was it was just, just like these conversation yeah. things I was doing. Yeah, I and, um, But here we are. Full podcast and all. <laughs> yeah. So we're about to get into it. And um, first I want to ask you, what are some new things you have going on in your life? Well, seven years later, we have a seven-year-old named Killian. Um, Killian was born when we did the last one. No, I know, but he's seven now, and we'll be eight, so that's new. Um, we also have uh, a newborn. Well, not necessarily a newborn. He's almost two, so that's not necessarily a newborn. Uh, Silas, so he, he's new to the family. Um, shit, I just got, skipped quite a few chapters of life. Uh, went from Red Bull to off for a couple of months, and then to Raising Cane's, which was kind of weird. Yeah. That was a weird place, I'm not going to lie. Good company to work for, but it was weird. Um what I worked for, and then went to Distress Rentals, doing operations there, and now I'm in Slidell with Citation Logistics, so like, that's new work for me. The wife's grown with a company with Smoothie King, so she's been doing that. And, uh, yeah. Uh, since since then, my, my mom was already passed, and now my dad's passed, so there's yeah, seven, that's years, like, seven years. Yeah, seven definitely. years has been a, a wild ride. <laughs> yeah. The next thing I wanted to ask you, you kind of touched on it, but I was going to say since the last time we talked, you got married and had another kid. So I was going to ask you, how oh, has shit, that been? We did get married. Sorry. Damn, 2019. Like, that's... Man, it's it's, it's good. Like, I, I wouldn't trade kids for nothing, man. Like, I, I figured... I don't know. I got a lucky girl. Like, she, she's pretty chill. Like, yeah, you, she know, you know she is. So, like, I lucked out with that. And, uh... And just having more kids is, is what I want to do. Like, I've always wanted a big family. She, I don't know if she's yeah. necessarily 100% been on board for a big family, but she always says she wanted a couple more kids. And Yeah, I think she we'll, told me one time she wanted a She wanted family. a few. I mean, that's every single, like, every single one of the Kuzmenos, from Giacomo down, like, it's, yeah. he had six kids. Each of them had six kids. <laughs> My dad was the oldest of six kids. Like, I'm the youngest of six kids. I'm like, the youngest of six kids. Yeah, so, like, it's just, like, you want to... You Everyone want to likes that tradition, and like, and and for my side of the family too, the Cusimano family, like Killian and Killian and, and Silas are the only ones to keep up our name on our side of yeah. the family. Because I, I mean, I love my brother Michael. I just don't know if he'll ever have kids. I'm not sure if he's ever really wanted any. Yeah. Um, but like, my uncle Donald had a daughter, and my dad was the last male Cusimano from this side of the family. Like, yeah. So it's it's. Like it's awesome. Keeping it going, yeah. Like so, whether they have kids is up to them. If, but I mean, you have one job, <laughs> like that's and you fulfill it. I have put two boys in this planet <laughs> for the Cusimano family. So, so next, I want to ask you, um, what are some goals that you have that you want to accomplish in your life? Um, I think we have a couple of business ventures that we, we we're gonna probably try to pursue in the next couple of years. I think. Uh, we're trying to open our own Smoothie King. That's one of them. And then we have this idea for a cafe that yeah. we've been talking about, kind of keeping in touch us. We're trying to figure something out for it. We've been trying to scheme up ideas of food and whatnot, so we're trying to trying to figure that out. But I think our, our goal is to, in the next five years, 
about a slide L of whether we stay here in general or not. Like, yeah. If we if we if we if we stay in Louisiana, which is great, we'll probably try to get to the Mandeville, Covington, maybe even New Orleans area, depending on what that looks like in the next five years with hurricane seasons and stuff. You like don't want to go to Seattle no more. No, we do, but I, I don't think we're going to go that far away from Fort Killian and Silas, just because of family. So if we if yeah. we do move if, if we do move out of state, our idea is Tennessee. You got all the like you get all four seasons. Yes, and not only that, but that's kind of a good place to start a smoothie king in an area that's yeah, not definitely. populated. But you still get summer months. It's cool, but like. Yeah. Damn, a smoothie sounds refreshing. Don't don't need to go get ice cream. So we're we're toying with the idea of a Tennessee just because you can still get the four seasons and the water. Oh, of course. Like, so hiking and camping and that would be right up your alley. No, exactly. So if we move, we're, 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 we really are starting to talk about the pros and cons of moving. And if like Nashville, just or not Nashville, but like Tennessee is kind of like the neutral ground between Ohio right. and Louisiana. So it's like six one way half a yeah. dozen next. So if we did move, it's it kind of makes sense to be in that general area. Right. So it's like we could just come back to Louisiana for a weekend and it wouldn't be nothing yeah, as definitely. opposed to going to Ohio and it's just like, oh, we could go up there for a weekend and that truly would be nothing. So yeah. that's kind of why we've always thought of the idea of Tennessee and it's just beautiful up there. So, I mean, you know. So next I want to ask you, are you actively working to accomplish those goals? We are. We, we've actually stepped up and started going to see a, uh, a financial advisor named Chad. Uh-huh. On, so... Manchu, he turned us to him, so he's been a good dude, kind of talking us in the right directions for Roth IRAs and stuff like that, and trying to get bank accounts in the right place and yeah. get debt squared away and making sure we're, we're know what we're doing with it. Yeah. So, I mean, granted, there's always different things that pop up in life for everybody, but right, we, we are we are necessarily trying to get get to that point. Like, we've, we've started planning the possibility of moving, like, literally starting a pros and cons list. That's, that's yeah. the start. Now, starting, like, once we decide we're going to move, that's when you like pull the trigger. Okay, we're going to move. Then you start searching yeah. for what you want, search, searching for where you want to live, what's what's the market going to be like. And then if you plan to build a business, you got to be doing all that at yeah. once too. So remember when uh, we were younger, and I would be like, "You were mentioning going to Seattle," and I would always say, "Like, you going to leave me?" Yeah, bro. And be like, "You like, bro, you, you going to leave us?" With us. <laughs> and but now it's like we all about to like go do all this right. and stuff, yeah. but it still don't like change the fact that we're gonna be no flying to each other literally i think the i thought that i think the end all be all would be alaska honestly though yeah definitely like, like my only thing i couldn't deal with the the days of darkness i could deal with the days of darkness because at least you get the days of light like you still get you like it's gonna be fucking one o'clock in the morning and it's still gonna be bright as shit like yeah you get that too like and you have a dark soul yeah i could live with the days of darkness for like what is it like three is it three months no it's not that long is it like I'm not sure. It's like a month or something like that, I think. I, I know it's a long time. It, it's, it's more than a week. I yeah. know that. I, I don't know if it's two, three, And I guess four. they might not even look at it like a long time because they're used to it. No, I mean... Like, I look at daylight saving time ending as a long time, and really it's only like three months or four months. Yeah. But some people look at that differently. Yeah, that's a quarter of a year. That's, that's, that's yeah. a significant amount of time, in my opinion. Like, shit, three months is... Shit happens in three months. Shit. Yeah. Shit happens in a month. Hashtag so. shit happens. <laughs> right? Um, so, what do you do for work now? Uh, I work for a company called Citation Logistics. Basically, um, I dispatch trucks. So, we, we, we work with Sunbelt Rentals type, type equipment, chair, um, just like forklifts and yeah. big generators and stuff like that. We have clients like that that will call us or email us 
to move some equipment from point A to point B, yeah. and we'll move it. And I help sell those loads for whoever's client that is via my coworkers, the salesmen, and we all help like do that. Sorry, the Italian. No, I was about to make a joke about, about selling that. loads. Oh, selling loads. Oh, we make jokes about that all fucking day. Like we'll talk about. Sh- about sheets that are like these are like because it's called load confirmation sheets uh-huh. and so like we're like here blow my loads <laughs> <laughs> like, like we're just we're, we're literally like we, we, it's funny it's, it's a weird environment in there but it's, it's fun it's goofy it's shitty <laughs> it's uh no it, it, it's fun I like it a lot but, hi Steven so uh <laughs> but we basically I'm, I'm a dispatcher at the end of the day that's my title right yeah. now and I basically help sell trucks and basically I, I, I'm specifically over straight through trucks and eastern trucks so like eastern time zone so I'll track those trucks ooh that stinks <laughs> <laughs> it's like the wind blew directly at us <laughs> The gods of misfortune have struck again. <laughs> but, um, back to it, back to it. Uh, dispatching trucks. And, um, and I, I basically talk to drivers all day that drive across country, cross country. And, like, yeah. some of these guys are some characters. Some are some assholes. But, yeah. I mean, are they Harry Terry's? No, no. <laughs> well, there's, there's one dude that's like, sir, yes, sir. His name's Sarge. There you there. Yeah, pretty much. But, like, He'll sing to you and shit like that. And it's just like we all know who he is, and it's just like it's like you know that Popeyes that we went to off of the loyal. Yeah. And like she sang. She's known for that apparently. Yeah, I didn't know yeah, she already closed the bottom. Yeah, she was I, I didn't there. know that. I didn't. I didn't realize that. So like, but this driver is known amongst the brokers across yeah. the country. Like his name is Sarge, and he sings to you. Yeah, and like he talks to you like he's your commander in chief, <laughs> or like your general, and like he's guided you to the destination. Victory, sir! It's victory! He's like, like, I was like, can I get a number five? Put a large five! And she sang right back to you. I remember when you was like, oh man, just like, you messed up by not recording that. And ever since then, I was like, man, that was one of the most funniest interactions. Yeah, I've ever experienced. But yeah, at the end of the day, that's that's what I do. I track trucks and and basically helps like make sure equipment that's needed at certain job sites get done. Like yeah, like we. We actually uh, had a guy pick up in Westlake that delivered to Chalmette today to the hospital out there because mm-hmm. it was down with power. We moved like one of the big, like power only yeah. is, the, is like the, the cab that the guy drives, the actual semi truck, mm-hmm. and then like the power only like it was a generator. It was a forty eight foot generator yeah. for the like for the hospital. Like we got somebody at, like seven this morning do it, and I had to track that today. That was that was my job. So okay. and he delivered because sometimes it's an emergency when they need these things. Yeah. Sometimes it's like. Oh, main pipe burst, and we need to move some plug pipe yeah. somewhere. So, like, it, there's a lot of times where it can be an emergency load because should a whole power, like a power grid's down, or yeah. or like whole cities out, with power, like our whole city blocks out with water because it's broken. They need the pipe immediately. So we we, we, we do stuff like that. So I want to ask you honestly: Do you enjoy it? Yeah, I do. It's it's interesting. Um, it's it's a it's a volatile work environment, as in, like, not in a bad way, but it's just, like, it's got its ups and downs. It's yeah. ebb and flow. There's its highs and lows, and there's, like, a million highs and lows in there. Mm-hmm. Like, it's like, damn, I, we're stressed to get this truck sold. Damn, this guy backed out on us. God, damn, this guy broke down. And then there, then you got some solid guys that, you know, can come through. And you call them, they're like, 
fuck yeah, I'm available. Don't yeah. worry, I got you, like, type deal. Like, and it's the regulars, so when we have those situations, it's great. But there's times where it is just, like, high tension because all of a sudden, like, like I mean, just to give an example, yesterday, I, I had at least 20 straight-throughs. Mm-hmm. Like, when I started taking over Eastern and, and, and uh, straight-throughs, I was getting, like, two to three a, a day. Yeah. Now, in, like, all of a sudden, over time, as, like, I guess the slow season progresses and it's getting closer into hurricane season, I feel the pressure a little bit more because it's it's like I'm getting like 10 to 15, now 15 yeah. to 20, and it's all of a sudden like when the hurricane season comes, it's going to be balls to the wall. Like right. The only way I can right. describe it, it's like literally working on Wall Street, like selling loads, doing this, like. Yeah. Like, answering phone calls, like literally talking to people, Same places, trade like man, it's it really is just like I would say like selling stock, but like making sure equipment's on time, like yeah. making sure it's sold for the right price, and you're right. not overselling it or anything like that. So it's interesting. It, it's fun. Everybody's pretty pretty cool and chill in there. Like everybody's got their faults. Like everybody, I mean, nobody's perfect. So everybody got their yeah. flaw on who they are, but like. Everybody, for the most part, gets along and enjoys the day and laughs, and they take care of you over there, so it's, it's, yeah. it's an interesting work environment. I mean, I, at the end of the day, like I said, we, we're working on some some work adventures or, or business ideas that we want to do on our own, so it's like the end game is to own our own business. Right. So, like, for the time being, like, it, it seems like I got growth potential with this company, and we're going to keep it going, and Gabby has growth potential with her, with her job, like... They're about to make when they open their Elysian Field store. Apparently, like the, the, the idea is that they will have a manager there, and Gabby will be over that manager for yeah. the time being, and then she'll probably like then then the worker into the whole like the whole area manager yeah. idea probably like because I think they're still toying with that idea. I'm not a hundred percent sure if that is the case, but I do know for a fact that if I was a business owner, well, she's all the smoothie kings around the the country are like in decline mm-hmm. in sales. G- Gabby's up twenty four percent. Yeah, like and in her area, she's like she hasn't seen a decrease in sales while all the other stores have because of her management style. She's yeah, she sticks to the standards and she holds expectations. And when you just stick to the standards and hold right. expectations, you like yeah, that's important. You see the growth. Like you take care of your employees. But then you don't like let them skip the standard, like yeah. And management definitely plays like the biggest role. Yeah, and it's like you have it, and it's like management can dictate how successful something is. Right, exactly. And just like how they have that saying, like when people quit jobs, yeah. and is it a horrible job or is it a bad manager? And, and, and it's usually the reality of it. Not to be harsh to managers, but now everybody's cut out for it. Yeah, they don't know how to manage people because. They don't know how to put themselves in, truly in other people's shoes and how to think like other people. Yeah. They just don't have that gift, so therefore they make a bad work environment. And you only start to learn that you have to be flexible with other people yeah. when you start to grow as a manager. Yeah. And I think she's really started to develop that and understood how to handle different employees in different situations. And I, I feel like that's what like she's going to be a dynamite fucking runs the stores perfectly mm-hmm. like but I think they're testing the waters now to see how she handles another yeah. store before they throw it to all four. Yeah. If she can handle a second store and managers and keep improving the sales, then she's 
Like she has, yeah, she, like no limit. Yeah, like she's got the VP or or like VP of operations in her area. Come drop off a fifty dollars Amazon card for her yesterday mm-hmm. because of like she kicked ass. Like and, yeah, and like our company, like our company at Citation. If we're down a person or we feel like it's going to be a stressful day or we know it's like hella busy, they'll buy us lunch. Yeah. I feel like every day during Mardi Gras season, they had a king cake in that office for us. Yeah. Like, they take care of you. Like, and it's like even you at Red Bull. Right, trying to make sure y'all were the, taken care of and fed. At Red Bull, like, even when I would always tell you, I mean, you would argue in a car sometimes right. from work, and I would say, I'm like, da-da-da, and like, some I was like mad at, but I always said, I can never say you was a bad manager. No, you was an awesome manager, but it took, it was a testament to that when, um, like, Steven, right here, can tell you, like, you're one of our favorite managers, but not because we cool with you. One thing I always said was, when Wes, when you was leaving, yeah. and your job was ending, how Wes and Zoe felt. Yeah, right. And no, I no. told you, you was hard on them sometimes, because yeah, you no. had to be as a manager. And to. Wes was like, even at that time, you shocked them, and you, yeah. you had sent Zoe something. I mean, you sent Wes something about, like, how his performance was at work. Yeah. And like, dude, I didn't even know Matt could be like that. And I was like... Oh, he can be like, <laughs> yeah, and right. I was like, trust me. I said, I, a lot of y'all don't even get like the full extent. And I said, I'm friends with Matt in home life. And, but it was still a testament of like when you left and I told you, they both looked like they wanted to cry. <laughs> yeah, and no, it was like, it was like, no, like this such and such. I'm like, dude, that's a testament. Cause that has nothing to do with me and your friendship. That's no. a testament. It's like what you do as a manager. Yeah. And we all work places before where. We had we all worked together where we had the yeah, same manager, same manager and though, yeah. everybody would drop like flies. Yeah, and I always say if everybody dropping like flies, you can have a bad worker. Yeah, but if your whole team leaves, yeah, that's a sign of the work environment. No, that they don't want to be in. Yeah, and people get it twisted thinking you have to be this like asshole manager because you get that position. But even my cousin, who's like in his fifties, he said they was like phasing them out of their jobs yeah. and hiring the young people. Oh yeah, and he said the young people. They don't know how to manage. They, they think the anything. only thing that they have to do is be an asshole. Yeah. And he said, and that's why no one wants to work for them. No. And he said, they had good work environments for over 30 years because they had good management. Those managers were yeah. in for 30 fucking years. Yeah, yeah and you and it, yeah. you always have to be tough. Yeah. But people don't know where to like, draw the line to be tough and good yeah. to the employees. Well, you can't. People just, people just try to keep it tough right. and, and treat employees like shit. And like, you, you got, like, you you attract what's the saying? You, you attract more uh, more bees with sugar than you do yeah. uh, vinegar. What is it? Something along those lines, or, or salt, or what is it? I, I don't know that saying, but it's it's something along those lines. You know what I'm talking about? It's like it's something about attracting bees with sugar instead of like vinegar or salt or something like that. Uh, like that's how you that's how you get them. So it's just like you hold the standards and you make sure you do it in a tactful way, like while, while holding policy, like saying saying like it's it's all about policy. 50 seconds. Um, okay. Um, sorry, I thought that's what you were No, you didn't. Uh, but, like, it's all about holding standards and policy and being tactful about it. Be like, look, it's it's not like yeah. if I don't do my job of, of enforcing this, then, like, I'm going to be cut pay. I'm going to be fired. Yeah. Like, I'm just doing what I was hired to do, and I, my job is to make sure you do what you were hired to do. Right. And, and, like, once you do your job and I do my job and everything's flowing and, like, that's when we can like, and once we get into an example like or a groove, we, that's when like harmony is. And yeah, then we can be happy, sad, like get together, party, have fun. Like, yeah, you know how. Shut the fuck up. 
You shut the fuck up, motherfucker. All right, so you was talking about some piece of harmony bullshit or whatever. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. <laughs> no, but back to what we were saying is like the you do have workplaces where management run yeah the employees off 100%. and I think that's something that um you need to I think that's not I think managers need to do better in learning because yeah you do have it like people think the job of a manager is to be an asshole and to be to have control yeah and I was just telling Stephen the other night control about, to an extent like, yeah you, you want you want you have your... to have it but I told Stephen last night about like Hitler and people like that right. I know it's controversial to mention that name but. I was saying, like, people get power and they get obsessed with it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And I said, oh, yeah. like, Congress. Yeah. And they're obsessed with I said, power. there's a reason why they won't leave office after 47 years. Like, you, and that's they, why they want to sell their terms. Like, they really won't. Yeah. And I told him, I was like, the, I said, they're no different because no, they want I said, power. They won't leave. Right. They won't leave office. And I was like, but the Biden's reason why is because what the seventies? He was there for forty-seven years, and, to, and, and he what ran about Pelosi? Same thing. Yeah, I think she's in there longer. Has Ron, how long has Romney been in there? He's been in there at least. I'm not right? sure. Right? So it's been a long time. Like, like some of them was in office when Bill Clinton got impeached. Like that. That's crazy. Yeah, thing. but. Back, back back, to it, though. It's just like people are power-hungry, and I think... Yeah, if think, it wasn't about power, they would have stepped down, or well, they would at least try to pass term limits. Right, well, I mean, even back to management, it's just like you... you like, it's, it's like once a person gets power, no matter how little it is, once you have power over a person, like, you feel different, and it's just... Yeah, like, but you, and that's like why you feel as an example, is like, to do, none of your like, workers ever said you right. came at them sideways and disrespected them. You, right. me, you had arguments outside of work, right? But even then, it was stuff that was like, it was even stuff I didn't like, but it didn't right. resort to you being a, ma- a bad manager, right? And you never bullied nobody to where no, they felt man. like they didn't want to work for you. No, like, yeah. and if but you what you ran our whole department, you're right? And you was even bending over backwards for other departments. You had us going in to help marketing, right. box up drinks at two a.m. That was terrible. That was the worst. You remember that? And remember when it fell? <laughs> yeah. That was the... Oh, that was the bee's knees, bro. Changing out the tires. For the- I don't care if you get in here. Yeah, that was that was the worst on that shit, man. That was the worst. And so next we're going to talk about a more serious topic. And, um, yeah. um, um, 16 now I want to talk to you about your dad. Yeah. So your dad passed away since our last episode. Yeah. In that episode, you mentioned how he was your biggest inspiration. How has his death affected you? And do you think things would be different if he and your mom was still here? As, as far as, like, how do I feel about him being gone and how it's impacted my life, I, I'd say it's, I don't know, with both parents gone, it feels like you are, like, like I got my aunts, right? Yeah. And, like it, and they're all my extended family, but, like, my, both my grandparents, all my grandparents are gone. My mom and dad are gone, um, so all I got left are my aunts, my aunts and uncles, and even them are starting to thin out. Yeah, and it's just, so it's just like I mean, my my aunt Shasha, she, she I mean she, God bless her soul, she's stuck to a bed. My uncle Paul, he's got he's got a uh, he's got uh, I think it's colon cancer. That's the one cancer. I was talking to, right? Yeah. The yeah. one with the raspy voice. Yeah, and he would smoke cigarettes. Yeah. yeah, Uncle Paul. Yeah, so he he uh. So he's he's finally cancer's finally caught up to him. So it's just like it, it it changes like that like the whole perspective. It's just like when you have both your parents, it, it's almost like 
I don't know how to describe it. Like, you can still kind of be immature. Yeah. And kind of goof off a little bit and, like, still have somebody to fall back on. Like, a safety net to go be like, hey, I fucked up. I did this. Like, give me your wisdom. Right. Whereas, like, oh, fuck. I got to look back at that wisdom. Yeah. Like, I got to apply that wisdom that I've learned over the years and, like, oh, shit, was I really paying attention to this lesson and how did it outcome? Like, how did I, how do I, how do I do it myself? So I'd say it's, it's, it's significantly changed like the perspective of, of being the man of the family type deal. Yeah. Like, like, I love my uncle Donald. Like I don't see him much out, at all, like anymore. So like, I don't really have that like a patriarch right. figure in my family. So it's like, I feel like I am the patriarch, like between my sister and I, I mean, she's probably got to feel that same way. I would think like you, you just, you feel totally different without them. Like you feel older. It feels older. Yeah. Like it almost feels like it's a whole different chapter. If that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. Like it's like you lose your dad. It's one story and you lose your mom. It's a different story. Like how it affects your life. Right. They're totally different. But when you have both of them gone, it's just like that chapter has gone. Like that chapter yeah. is closed. So like you feel totally different because that like, that's done. Like, yeah, because like, even like with with my dad, it's right. like it feel it feels different. It already feels different. Right. But I always think about if I lost both, right? Like, it, I always have this thought to be like, how do I manage? Exactly. Like, like it, it, it hits you. It's just like, man. Like, who am I ask financial questions about? Like, who am I going to ask about? Yeah. Like, this woodworking project or who? Like, my dad was always the the handyman, jack of all trades type shit. So it was just like, if I needed something. I could ask him, and he would pretty much know. Yeah. Like, and now I don't have this, this thesaurus encyclopedia fucking atlas right. anymore of knowledge that's seventy plus years of this of this world, right. especially roaming around this country like right. Louisiana world. And and I think about too when Alan Killian was born, and sometimes like I would watch him, yeah. and I would sometimes look at him and be like. Because sometimes you'd be like, oh, I don't have a sitter. Uh, yeah. And I would think in my head, like, damn, I wonder how, I wonder if it go through Matt's mind, if, how much his mom would have been that babysitter oh, to always yeah, be 100%. available to, like, to oh, be there for him and stuff. Even with her oxygen, my mom watched Gigi, like, every day. Yeah. Like, every day for Sarah. Like, when, when she was younger and I would go to school and I would work, like, we would get Gigi at, like, 6 in the morning. I'd yeah. be up at 6 in the morning helping my mom take yeah. care of her. Until Sarah or Vito would come and get her, like and the good stuff like people would say about her, and I would think like how much of like impact she would have on oh, yeah. them as a grandmother. Oh, she she'd be it'd be a total different world for for like their interaction with grandparents. I think mm-hmm. so. Nana Nana was a different different being, dude. Nana was there was no other Miss Trudy. Like, yeah, there's there was, there was yeah. no other Miss Trudy. Like and there's no denying that every everybody is 100 percent unique, right? Yeah, but there was no denying oh, I know. Trudy was I know. Trudy. So I believe it. Do you? <laughs> yeah, and I, I mean, like, same thing for my dad. They're, they were polar opposites how they reacted to things and have dealt with things. But like, I mean, there was a reason why yeah. we called them amazing Cusimanos. So. Yeah, yeah, definitely are. All right, we're, we're, I told Stephen before how. Um, when I was taking pictures for your dad, yeah. and you was like, "You won't get him to smile," and, he smiled. <laughs> and I was like, "Dude, I'm gonna do it." And I was like, "Shoot and see," 
And when he did it, I was like, oh, man, you got that smile. Come on, keep going. Yeah. And he did it, and I went back. I was like, I got him the smile. <laughs> right. But I think about how even you take traits from him. Like, it was hard for me to get you to do stuff when we first got cool. Right. And he was a homebody. And I seen, like, you was him. And it would be even hard for me to get you to, like, do stuff for, like, just to even certain gestures. And then I would always see you still had a 50 split of, like, your mom and your dad. Right. And then it was like when you had kids, you eventually started, like, softening yourself up. <laughs> when I met you, you was, like, a hard-ass, too, like. No, oh, yeah. Like, but I, could always, well, I always used to be, like, how is he so, like, um, how is he so nice and, like, but he's still. Uh, yeah. Yeah. And. I would see sides of you that like other people wouldn't see. Um, it, it's I think like I'm a I'm, a, I'm an interesting blend of my mom and dad. I think Sarah is more my mom than my dad. Yeah, like, the interaction between her and, and my dad weren't like always a hundred percent the same. Is like I mean everybody has different experiences right, with their parents. Right. So like Sarah's experience with my mom and dad are different than what I had with my mom. Yeah, I mean I was there was a miscarriage in between me and. And Sarah, and they didn't expect me. Not that that was different, but I mean, you got 40 year old parents who have like. Yeah, I told you before, and not yeah. to cut you off, but I told you before when my mom had. So she had two, five kids, and then she had Harold. She had a baby she named Harold, Harold Christopher right. Gibson, and it was. It died at the hospital. Right. And afterwards, when he, she had me. He, he's not a bit. He. Yeah, he. He was a he. Right. <laughs> Your brother, but then like when they, but then when she did get pregnant with me in 1990, she um, well she got pregnant with me in 1989 because I was born August 2nd. Yeah, but when she had me, she named me the same name she gave the previous one. But even like going back to you, it's like I see, I still see a side to you that other people don't, and Gabby see a side to you, like Killian them see a side to you, and always every time you do something like just. Soft, I'll be like, yeah, that's his mama. When you do something that's still nice, but it's more of a hard ass um, aspect, oh, my dad. I'm like, that's your dad. Yeah, my dad could be tender. It's just it was very rare. Like, yeah, it had to be in a moment of like something that was special and specific, yeah. like something that you need to learn about. Like, like yeah, I told Stephen how I got like closer that. with Mr. Noel later. Yeah, I mean, and I said, dude, when I first met him, I was like, I didn't even think he like liked me and stuff, and um, he was a hard ass. That's and then afterwards, like. We would talk all the time. I was over there by myself. I said, that day I was here and he came and bought us beers. He said, I want you and Matt to split this. Right. <laughs> I remember that. He brought them all over and whatnot, man. So, I get it. I was helping him with the plane, lay the floors in the shop. That was that was a hot day. Yeah. All that shit. Because we went, no, no, we went in November when it came to the, the plane, but laying the floor. Yeah. That was in the summertime. Yeah, we would be there for hours. Hours. You know how, like, you lay, like, uh, those flakes down on, like, the, the, like, the cover of garage, yeah. so it's, like, scratch proof and waterproof and all oil proof. We had to do that for them. Like, we had to, we had to clean the, the, the whole garage. It was a 30 by 32 garage, and it had closets and everything, so we had to dust everything out. We had to have we had, there was stuff inside. Yeah. Right? We had to move everything yeah. out and move everything back in. We had to like we painted the floor, we sealed it, we did everything with them. He had I mean, his airplane boys like that. Yeah. We had to like situate. We had to move everything out and behind and place it just right. Did he pay us fifty bucks a piece or did he pay us a hundred? 
I don't even remember. I think I think he paid us. Oh, no, no, no. Yeah, he, he paid, paid us, us and he gave us um some beers and stuff like yeah. that. The day like two days after. But or no, that day I don't know if he had given to you, but he gave me a whole bag of like cold cold coke, colds and sprites yeah. and stuff like that. Yeah, he, he's, he's like here, take this. Yeah, he and gave us all the drinks. He was like, I don't really need them, so here <laughs> it's from like the GG or Van's birthday or something <laughs> like that. I'm gonna take them. I don't need them. No, that's my dad. So but yeah, he was a good dude. He was an interesting dude, that's for sure. Huh? Magnolia Flores. Yeah, I remember when we used to, um, you call me and you say, hey, can you come help us say some um, some PPC pipe? And I was like, yeah. all right. And I was like, I don't know much about doing all that, but I was like, I could try. And he was like, no, just come over. And I remember the first time I did it, I was like, I wonder what my ancestors are thinking right now. <laughs> I was, like, like, I was in there with you. No, I know. I was like, I was like, I'm in Pearl River. <laughs> we were in Pearl River, and we were just watching you do it. Then you I'm might like, like start questioning. I'm like, it's Pearl River. It's high outside. <laughs> like we were, we were fucking hell of a though, dude. Like, granted, he was a 60 year old man. The one trying to force him to do that, but <laughs> yeah, it was always fun over there, though. Yeah, we were, we were laying the electrical conduit because he wanted to move it from the um, the main breaker on the side of the house to whatever. So, it, like his the electrician that he yeah. used was just like. As long as you lay the line, like, and you lay it correctly, X, Y, Z, which yeah. my dad's not dumb, he would do it like that. He's like, I'll connect all the wires and inspect it before it's done. I just, right. If you lay them, it'll save you, like, right. $1,500. So, pay two young men 50 bucks. Yeah. I, think he, I think he paid us 50 bucks that day. <laughs> pay us 50 bucks. It's like, oh, I lost 100 bucks, and they got the like, conduit down. Sweet! <laughs> like... Free labor, basically, bro. I, I say 1400 bucks. so... Right. I mean, that was the logic there, so I'm not surprised, so... <laughs> you remember when we stayed there and he went to... I think he had flew to meet that lady. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And him. We was just there, and, like, we was cutting down branches and yeah. stuff in the yard. And I had said... I had take that picture naked in a <laughs> yeah. yard. I was like... I was like, this is getting me arrested. <laughs> this will. This will get you arrested. I remember that. All right, so now... So the next thing we're going to talk about, politics. Sounds good. What are your political views? Uh, pretty much don't tread on me and don't tell me what to do. And I'm yeah. like, you do you, bro. Like, yeah. like, do what you want to do at home, but don't tell me what to do type deal. I think I'm more libertarian than anything. Like, I don't, I, yeah. I used to, I used to think more conservatively, but just realizing both parties are fucking moronic and idiotic just I just told Steven a few weeks ago you don't want to educate me on libertarian like it's it's just like it's like it's same shit just different party like it's and, and like yeah. they bicker about the same shit and they don't care about they all they care about is getting rich but yeah not like making their adventure and their schemes and their businesses grow while fucking everybody else pretty much right. like my thing is like you gotta work hard like you have to work hard, yeah, definitely. to get where you want to be. Because, like, unfortunately, like nobody's going to hand it to you. Like, you have to work hard. Yeah. So, like, uh, life is life has truly proven that for everybody. I think, for the most part, like it's it's going to kick you in your ass. Nobody's going to be there to pick you up. Right. You got to dust yourself off, pick yourself back and try up. Again. Exactly. Like that. Truly. Like so. That's where I think my stance is more like libertarian. Like. If I can help you, I will right. help you. Right. But, like, I'm not going to go out of my way 100% to be like, I need to make sure my family and my life and everything's taken care yeah. of. So don't try on me. Don't tell me what I can and cannot do. Like, don't 
tell me I can't grow veggies on my on, yeah. my, on my front yard. Don't tell me I can't collect rainwater because it's illegal. Like, right. no, you're, you're you're trying to. Don't tell me I can't free the like, nipple. Right, yeah, literally, like, the, the fucking water, the, the rain, like, you don't own the rain. Yeah, I know. Well, I mean, that, you, make fucking, you make weather now, so we know you right. like, have weather machines, but, like, we ain't dumb there, but, like, you don't own the fucking rain. Yeah. Like, come out with the documents that prove you own the fucking rain, then you can tell that's me what I can thing, not do. Like, you want that, that's what I was saying earlier about people that's in control they want even more power right like who are you to tell somebody they can't collect rainwater when you you can't like you can't like what even, is that affecting how is that hurting you like nothing it, like <laughs> but like it like the whole idea of like our world leaders are still letting like is it fukushima but of the nuclear plant yeah still spew like our world leaders are worried about climate change but like literally our food supply is going to yeah. and and like it's it's polluted the waters for how long now yeah and they haven't truly found a solution that i know of like i don't yeah and i tell people all the time i'm like people act like with the like polluting the earth they think it stops at the united states no and like in their mind they do think you, they think that the like in, like in india the rivers and shit like that yeah like, but people People would be like, um, like literally that too. Like people think that. <laughs> I mean, people like, think that like it'd be like, all right, pollution is going in the air, and it's like, all right, cut off at the border. Like, like, like our pollution no. is going to stay with us. Like, no, that's not how this works. I'm like, even other stuff that people are doing in other countries is affecting us. And yeah, it don't just like draw the line we, at the United States. When we stop, like other countries have to enjoy, like have to incorporate too. Dude, the climate's been changing for thousands and thousands. Yeah, there's yeah. nothing we can do. But I mean, we are speeding it up. But there's nothing yeah. we can do about yeah. that. Mm-hmm. Like, like I do, I believe in global warming. Yeah, it's a natural process. Like, do I think we're helping it out? Yeah, we're yeah, fucking yeah, idiots. Well, we're yeah. fucking idiots. Like mm-hmm. with all the shit that we, all the shit that we do, um, with all the shit that we do, and put like CO 2s carbonation, and all that shit that we have. Yeah, obviously those are proven things. Like I'm not here to be like a conspiracy theorist. Like, yeah, I know. Like I know. there are studies that prove it. Like so, my thing is though, it don't look like anybody's truly giving shit about it. But yeah, like, they're so not. They're all talk. It's just like yeah. the how it happened with the storm. Yeah, you can drop an electric car, but when everybody needed a generator, like they had that funny mean? meme that yeah. was like they had the Tesla carrying yeah. gas, they pumping gas so they can like get their generator going. Right. It's right. like you can act like you a certain way, but you still need yes. other things right. to but, like but, work. Like we're not we're not advanced enough to fucking bypass these. Shit. Yeah. Like granted, technology is advancing, but we're not there yet. Right. Know. Even even Elon Musk. He was saying how we need, we still need uh, mm-hmm. gasoline, like, you like know, uh, what's it called? What's the fossil fuels? Yeah, fossil fuels well, I mean, to power electricity. I mean, you, you have to. And you can't even, just phase it out. No, and like e- even windmills require fossil fuel mm-hmm. oil. Like that's why they leak oil. Like right. that. Ha- like it still requires some form of of oil. And then when you when, yeah. you, when you're drilling these lithium mines or mines and shit like that. Do you see how big they dig those holes to to yeah. to, to harvest the lithium to, to be more advanced to be more friendly? But like, yet we're still producing oil and still using it because we need it. Yeah. And then we're digging these giant ass fucking holes and reaping all the resources we can without really thinking about replenishing it. Mm-hmm. So like, right. let me grow my shit so I can take care of my family and conserve what I can. But then you have like. I think there will never be a time where you don't 
need these things. Right. Like, I don't think no matter how far you come with technology, whether how far you come with going electric, how I do, I support that. Right. But I don't think there will come a time where you can like make it work for everything. Right. You you like have- some things is built to function on on that. So it's like. You can't have a perfect world where everything just runs off of, like... We don't have the technology yeah. to do it yet. Like, the day we have, like, the Iron Man fucking... What, what, what do they call it? Nuclear fusion reaction? Like, whatever that reaction is where energy is renewable and replenishable mm-hmm. and eternal. Like, yeah. until we find something like that. But I just don't think everything... You can't make everything work in your favor. No. Like, some things that was here, like, even before us... You can't just decide you're going to make something work a certain way. And it's like, they do have things you can help and make it run off of different things. But you can't do it for every single thing. Oh, yeah. So there's always, yeah. So that's why I said, like, the world would never have, uh, we would never live in a perfect world where you can make, like, it just run off of that. Right. That's why, like, our, our imaginary, like, visions of the future are, like, these skyscrapers in the sky with flying cars and, like, that's, that's, even with what we see, like, we're making flying cars. We're doing it like, yeah. But I think human beings are going to be phased out of here. We're, we are. Like, we are. I think we're going to. We have we'll like be replaced by reptiles. And like we legit. This is just my opinion. And like, if people listen, they might think I'm just like talking from like a conspiracy standpoint. But I think that human beings are detrimental to society. And it's like, yeah, we contributed a lot. And like, we build houses. We like we make cars. We be able to like go to school and learn technology and science right. and all this different stuff. But everything we do really contributes harm to right. the planet. Right. And once all the harm we, we contribute, the yes, like all the harm we contribute the to the planet, the planet is going to still outlive us. So it's like, that's why I said human beings will be phased out before anything. Yeah. We can still try to come up with these methods where we're like, oh, we're going to do this better. We're going to fund we're going to put $400 million into this to stop doing this. Right. And it's like, you have to acknowledge that one day we won't be here. Right. Oh yeah. I mean, why do you think the, why is there a race to fucking Mars? Like why, why are like, why are there truly like, why are we diving deep into cloning? Like, yeah. why, why are, why are robots why, like robots? Why, why do we, have, why, like literally, why do we have a fucking, uh, database seed bank in fucking Sweden or Norway. Yeah, like, why do I need a robot as a friend? No, like, li- li- literally, like, why are why are we doing these things? It's because we're overpopulated and we're depleting our resources too much. Like, mm-hmm. like, and we've seen like with COVID how they had, which is why I said human beings would be phased out of here. We've seen the robots they had with COVID that look like a dog. Right. And they're able to see if you social distancing and all this right. different stuff. Yeah, just like, but we've seen when they get angry also because right. they they're making them to have human emotions. And if a robot comes and steps to you right now, you can defend your family if a man come and check you. Yeah. But if a robot come to your door and knock on your door and come it's in your house, indestructible, like, like it's metal. Like, like how you gonna how you gonna protect your family? How you gonna punch pure metal <laughs> and like your like like that robot gonna fucking snatch you and your family off? Right. Like you you done for, man. Like when have we you get, seen that Will Smith movie? Right. Yeah. Yeah. We get I did not murder him. <laughs> <laughs> Table completely fucking annihilated. It's just like, it's like when we get to that advancement, like, I mean, we're just going off of like, we're, we're not scientists. We're, we see what we see and we feel what we feel. And like yeah. our, our intuition takes over. And that's like, it's like when, when people are like, you're a conspiracy theorist or anything like that, or like you feel a certain way. It's like, 
there's a reason why your gut's telling you something's not right, fucking right. right. When you're in a situation, like, you, your gut is telling you, like, turn back, and you're like, no, this is, it's cool, it's cool, right. yeah, we're all cool here, right. but, like, your gut is telling you turn back, it's usually, like, you're like, damn, I should have listened to that gut fucking instinct. Like, yeah, like Carson Dad, but the... Yeah. How he was stocking up on all that stuff, and right. people thought it was funny. Fucking but then hilarious. when we got in coronavirus, we had yeah. a toilet paper shortage. And, we they, had they a, were set. and they were set. Like, yeah. you know, like, Dude, you that's fucking why I want to become self-sufficient. Well, I mean, like, that's why wouldn't you want to teach every person to, like, farm a little bit? Mm-hmm. Because that's not veggies. the goal. That's just because like they, they say. Annihilation. That's like when they talk about with school, how they say, um, in school, as, huh? 15. Like when they talk about in school how they say as a senior in high school, you should have a financial literacy class. Oh yeah, and we had financial math, but, but we never had a literacy class to yeah. teach you about credit and all this <laughs> stuff. But the thing is, when when you turn eighteen and you in high school in your senior year, or you leave high school at eighteen, they start offering you student loans and you can get a credit card with a three hundred dollar limit. And you're and like, you, with a twenty nine yeah, ARP yeah. fucking interest rate of like twenty nine percent. Yeah, this is great. Yeah, and you get. I'm in debt for fucking. And even like, if you get a, even if you get a credit card at eighteen with a three hundred dollar limit, yeah. you gonna get it and you gonna pay it a few weeks. And at some point, you are gonna think in your head like, "Hey, I have an emergency. I need to spend this three hundred dollars." Yeah, and you might know deep down you don't have the money to, to pay, pay it back, back. But it's still the fact of like you can't get anything really at eighteen, but you can sign student loans and you can get a credit card. You can't even buy liquor. Yeah, <laughs> and your credit and destroy your life after that and be in you, debt for the rest of your uh, life. Like that thing <laughs> when they be in debt. when <laughs> they raised the age. And- when they raised the age for cigarettes to 21, and they had that meme that was like... Didn't they drop it back down again? No. It's still 21? Yeah. yeah, but they had the meme that was like, um... They said it was like a person buying cigarettes, and it was like, oh, not not old enough. And they said, all I got is war. So it's like... Yeah, you, you could die like, for the country, but you can't, <laughs> yeah. fucking, you can't fucking smoke a cigarette? <laughs> God damn. God damn. And dude, also another thing with, like, credit... Is you literally you have to go in debt to, to get, get credit? Yeah. To buy and if you how, pay your credit you, card off and stop using it, yeah. it still hurts your credit uh-huh. score. Yeah. So you have to go in debt. Yeah. In order to buy a house or whatever you have to do, like yeah. buy a car. Like yeah, I remember when I asked credit. the bank, I was like, "Can I just pay it off and like cancel the card?" And it's like, "You can do that, but if you cancel it, it hurts your credit score. Yeah. Everything mm-hmm. you do like hinders your fucking. Yeah, credit. you try it." You That's like a house. Them. You yeah. buy a house and you can pay your house off. But if you don't pay those property taxes, even when your house is paid off, they will snatch your house away from you. Mm-hmm. Three months. <laughs> if, in three months, if somebody lays down credit, like money pays off your... There's people that literally do this. They'll watch your house. And if you don't pay your tax credit for three months, even if you're in a mortgage, if you if somebody starts paying like starts paying that credit, that tax property tax, yeah. and pays at least... or Sorry, if you miss three years of it, if you miss three years of it and somebody starts paying it and they do it for about three or four years, oh, yeah. that house is legally theirs. I remember. At least in Louisiana. I at remember when, um, when I was yeah. at Southeastern, my my professor told us one day, he was like, as an American, you will never own anything. You will always be owned by something. Yeah. And he said, he's like, look at the stuff y'all have and that y'all buy and y'all say y'all own. And he's like, you never own it. And he said, you can buy a cell phone outright. He said, you can buy a cell phone outright. But you constantly pay a company to be able to use, use that it. service. Yeah. He said you can buy a house and you can hand over cash money, but you still have to pay, pay property taxes. Yeah, he said you have to pay property taxes. 
is like you can get money deducted out of your paycheck for insurance, but you yeah. still have to pay for the medication that you get yeah. after they pay yeah, theirs. And it's like you get a car and you you can pay this car, but you still have to pay insurance. Yeah. And he's like, there's nothing that you buy that you won't have to constantly pay for it if it's a necessity to life. Yeah. I mean, like, well, I mean, just look at the whole taxation of things. Like, I, I say this all the time. Like, a cop salary is taxed. It's, yeah, it's 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 our money that's taxed to pay for cops mm-hmm. and fire, and like I'm not mad about that at all. Right, but it's the fact that their money's taxed, and when they go to the store, yeah. their their money's taxed for the foods and shit uh-huh. like that. It's just like yeah, it's taxed and tops, taxed and tops, taxed. Right, so like like where's the where's the where's the wealth? Mm-hmm. It's, it's it's all taxed. Yeah. Every yeah. fucking thing's taxed. Well, yeah, and you they constantly embrace it, and I remember like buying cigarettes. The I went and bought cigarettes one time, and the the cigarettes I was getting at one time was like five something dollars, and then it went up to six something, and it went up to seven something, and it went up to eight something. And I told a girl I was like, I'm about to move away from cigarettes because I said they constantly raise the price. And the girl at the register told me, well, they keep raising the tax on cigarettes because they know that people struggle with nicotine addiction. Mm-hmm. And she said, so if they constantly raise it, it's like people might complain about. A regular insurance hike, or yeah. they might complain about but something. But she said, when it comes to cigarettes, they know that people yeah, are going to complain, but yeah. they're going to buy it. So they keep passing these tax hikes on it. And I'm like, how high is the tax hike for it to raise up like four dollars? They're intentionally trying to do it for health reasons, but at the same time, make that money, make that check. Yeah, yeah they're, they're really doing, doing it for money. money. Yeah, that's it. Like, like, for that's just why. Reason. That's just when they talk they know about they're addicted so fucking hard that, that they can like, get the money out of it. Years yeah. ago, they tried to pass a law where they wanted to put pictures of lungs on yeah. a cigarette carton, <laughs> and they said they they said a lot of people buy a lot of young kids buy cigarettes because of aesthetics and how right. like pretty the cigarette package might be, right. and they try to put like lungs on it because you know they like, put the warning that say oh, cigarettes can cause cancer, yeah. but. They tried to pass the law where it was like um, they put these pictures on it to pretty much scare people away, yeah. and it got rejected. And it's like they know that people like, are going to come by. They do whatever in their you, power. You literally let something thrive that people are addicted to that is known to kill people, yet you ban a herbal substance that is known for yeah. medicinal matter, helps people... And doesn't cause any kind of cancer right. Dude, or they had cigarette, anything like that. If you that. watch the cigarette ads from the 80s and the 90s. It talks about that. No, it, no it's like marketed as like a good thing. Versus. Like that's right. why they had supermodels smoking cigarettes right. and like ads. And you do a pretty photo shoot and you like light Real up a work. cigarette. And like they wouldn't even, the models wouldn't even smoke <laughs> cigarettes in real life. But they would take these pictures and like post about it. Right. And you have it to where, like, they're doing all these ads. If you yeah. look at all these ads in the 80s and the 90s, all these people sitting up there, like, with a cigarette no, I, I and stuff. That. Like, and it's how like, popular it was. Like, I mean, just because, like, my mom was smoking the car. Like, yeah. I, remember, I remember how popular the 80s and 90s were for cigarettes. Yeah. Like, truly. But it's just, like, you, you, you really have some form, like, people, people use this herb for multiple different things, right? Mm-hmm. And that, like, but... You, you can you can literally have people addicted to this cancer risk causing right. product, right. but you can't use this medicinal herb that's right. known to help. But you can use this product of tobacco that's known to cause cancer, right. lose people's jaws. A mom, for prime example, forty-one years of smoking, emphysema, COPD, gout, neuropathy, sciatica, congestive heart failure, pulmonary hypertension. 
you name it, everything that you could possibly get from the side effect that's listed on a damn carton of yeah. fucking cigarettes, you could get butt cancer. Yeah. She got. Yeah. Like, and it all became like all the other side effects, like sciatica and neuropathy and stuff like that, like the gout in her feet, like it's because she stopped moving. Right. She was stuck on oxygen. Like, like those are side effects of right. your body failing down. Right. So it's just like, so like the fact that we can we can truly 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 sell nicotine products mm. and not something like that and like you're worried about the yeah. legalization of something versus not like truly right. question your own morals right. like your own morals and standards when you start to think about that. Dude, like, you know it's weird when I went to uh, Colorado a couple of years ago. They so you know weeds right. legal. I mean, you can just walk into a shop, show your ID, right, and you go get weed. Dude, I went to that was when I, I had that big vape, like the big mod. Mm. I went to go buy vape Remember juice. Pos- like like how fucking popular that was. <laughs> yeah. Like those yeah. mods, and nobody does it. Yeah. Oh no, we had little. Small right. We just told the man. Like we don't even know what the fuck's in them. And then, but like we were so like <laughs> these mods, <laughs> these mods. <laughs> like they were literally clouds, bro. Like like literally, like you like I'm off the dragon, just blow and yeah. fucking smoke. Yeah, we just talked about that when I right. said how. We all had like the big baits, and now it's like, oh, let's get these disposables. Yeah, and they're like, it's barely anything. Yeah, I think I, like, I think I gave my cat respiratory issues, probably because of that <laughs> shit. Yeah, probably. <laughs> no, but dude, Seven. so it was so it's six. So when I went to Colorado, they sold weed. You could walk into a store and buy weed. Right? Did you walk into a store? I went to get vape juice. Yeah, and. You can. You, they only sold vape juice with no nicotine. They had to add the nicotine in. Really? There. Yeah. That's crazy. That's weird. And I was like, wait. So, so y'all sell weed and but no nicotine. Yeah. But no nicotine. Like so, like things are just so bass backwards, man. <laughs> yeah. Like literally, like weird everywhere. Like it's like this herb is so taboo, yet nicotine, which one hundred percent kills people, yeah, is perfectly fine. And right. then the places where they have weed, they can't sell it. They can't sell it. We are so ass backwards. Like, we're, we're so ass backwards, man. Like, we truly are. Like we. So next, I want to um, ask you. Washy, I swear. Do you like Donald Trump? Oh, man, he's a, he's a fucking... I don't know, man. I mean, what we got right now is not much better than what he was either. So, like... I feel like it's six one way, half a dozen the next yeah. at this point, man. Like, I mean, at least we were a somewhat thriving. Like, yeah. the economy was yeah. good. Like, you had a businessman with a business mindset yeah. working business projects, like right. bringing work to the country. Now we're literally shutting things down, shutting down projects. Yeah, like, yeah. like secluding ourselves. We're, we're yeah, I agree. Like, we're intentionally fucking ourselves when we had a businessman in the office yeah. instead of a political man in the office. Right. Granted, he was a celebrity, like businessman, but he knew business, right? He knew how to run the economy, yeah. right? Like, like those videos I showed you today. Right, him so on the show. So, like, granted. Uh, I'm not necessarily 100% for him, but, like, everybody's got their pros and cons. Right, right, right definitely. Like, like every, everyone, like, no matter who you are, like, whether you're Democrat, Republican, Christian, non-Christian, fucking Satanist, yeah. masochist. Non-Christian. Like, Non-Christian, <laughs> like, any, well, like, you know, like, the whole, like, I know what you mean. like, like, whatever, it doesn't matter what race you are, like, everybody's got the pros and cons. Yeah, right? definitely. Like, everybody, everyone, like, you got a skill, you're good at it. Yeah. You don't, you don't. Like, so it's like, 
every person's going to be good at a certain point. It's just I feel like we like I, I feel like we haven't really seen what it's, it's been two years now. We're yeah, like, we haven't really seen any super positive outcome. Granted, with this, like, with this one, well, yeah, and that's what I was going to ask you next. I was going to say, do you think that Joe and Kamala are doing a good job? I mean, they're they're basically biting each other's head off right now like they're arguing they're not really i mean i'm not really paying too much the answer is fuck no yeah they're, they're not doing good we're i'm not really paying attention to them anymore honestly yeah like, and that's sad because like, the people that are supposed to run, run your country, country people kind of like avoiding it like i was telling steven last night i said how my, my own brother like remember when i told you right. we have disagreements and he like oh i like I never vote for that again, but right. you have it, and a lot of black people feel like that. But right. that's why I said, like, I always ask people. I said, if you were a Republican, I said you should be able to criticize something that a Republican and a Democrat does. Right. If you're a Democrat, you should be able to criticize what a Democrat or Republican does. And I said, but with Democrats, it's kind of like even growing up, it's like you can't even say something about the party. And so everybody has to be like, let me ignore it and act like it's not happening. Point out the flaws of the other company, yeah. of the other party, but not point out your own flaws. Like the whole point about growth and coming together is to acknowledge flaws and change, right? right. Not just pinpoint them and be like, that's to blame, right? That's to blame. No, both to blame. Yeah, heal, grow. Like, so what do you think balance. they can do to be better? Fucking get along, dude. Like, there's, there's, make, make political decisions for like. Both sides. Make sure yeah. bringing the younger generation in, our generation, who's finally time to step in. Like, yeah, we we we're the generation of like, we're the bridge. Mm-hmm. We are the bridge between the old and the new. We know the traditions of the old, but we know the fuckery of the new. Mm-hmm. So it's like right. our generation should be able to handle the tasks at hand. Like, right. sure, yeah. but the, but we don't. <laughs> we we have these. 60 and 70 year old folks that have been in office for 40 years that are just outdated, out of touch, and don't know what the fuck's going on anymore. Right. And think that they do. They have younger generations hired to do these things for them, and they still don't fucking understand. Mm -hmm. They're not in control of their fucking Twitters or Facebooks and all that shit. So, like, granted, our generation as a political leader wouldn't be either. You'd have people doing it for you, but they know, like, the standards and, like, we know how ass backwards the fucking younger generation yeah. is compared to to what we have now. Yeah. So like, it, it's almost time for us to step up and be like, we need to lead a little bit. Oh, like, yeah, we, I agree. We we need to step up and lead a little bit. Like, it's not not let the uh, one minute, not let the uh, the older generation just continue to fucking run the shit to the ground. Right. You know? Yeah. Like, they, right. They've done their part. It's time to chill. Like, yeah. Thank you all, but we. we we are the generation that should be leading right now. We grew up with the fucking technological advancement, technological boom. Like mm-hmm. we grew up through all of that. We know how to live without fucking technology and the internet, and we know how to live with it. Yeah, definitely. Like there should be some leaders of, of us like stepping up and doing more, yeah. not just the younger generation stepping right. up. There should be more of us. Yeah, like, I agree. The, the the thirty to forty, maybe fifty. Like, that's pushing at 50. I yeah. think the younger generation should be starting to run this because right. we understand and so on and so forth. Like, I'd say at max, person should be allowed 20 years in office over time yeah. with, like, different roles. Yeah. Not in the same role 20 fucking years. 